welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Scaring. Bobby! Alex! What's going on? Nothing much. Where are we? I, we're in person, again, for like the third episode Holy in a row. But maybe you guys hear some extra echo. Maybe you hear like the sound of the room yeah. doesn't sound like that podcast room, because you're that avid listener that's been with us for so many years now. <laughs> and you're like, something's different with these guys. What's going on? We are in the presidential suite at the Sheridan Crown Center. It's pretty awesome. Because tonight is Kansas City's own Andrea Sheridan's installation Woo! as Missouri Realtors president. Yay! We are so excited. And so we're She was actually in the room like just a second ago. Now she's not. Yeah, she's, she was like. I'm, she awkwardly peaced out. She's like, peace out, She's like, friends. I don't want to be here for this. I don't. No, this is. But it's because she listens. She doesn't want to spoil the. I was going to say it's because she knows we're a train wreck. Oh, and okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of train wreck, I recently used the phrase hot mess express. Okay. okay we've, we've all heard the phrase before. Right. It's more mild than what I usually say. Well, yeah. right. But I was being gentle. And I said in front of my husband, he's like, hot mess express. What's that? I've literally never heard that before. And so then I had to explain yeah. the concept of what a hot mess express was. Right. So... We are so excited to be here at the Sheridan yeah. in Kansas City. We are so excited I've for Andrea. I've never Andrea's. been this high in the Sheridan. Before. Oh yeah, so we're I mean, on... I'm excited for Andrea too. Don't, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> to be, I mean, my ears popped in the elevator. Yeah, it doesn't happen very much in Kansas City. No, like, it, there's not a lot of places where well, it does that. And I want to talk about these elevators because yeah, now we've been here janky. for a couple of days. They right. move very fast, which yeah. is one of the reasons with the, the popping. But you'll notice as you go to the floors, the doors start opening before yeah. the elevator has reached the floor I that it's at. They start that. out and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. Yesterday I was downstairs and I was coming upstairs to like the 36th floor and it was going up and it went to thir- like the number on the little screen in the elevator said 37 and then it dialed back to 36. <laughs> like it was already like ready to go up. I was like, oh wait, we're coming back down. That's but But you're here. We're here. We've made it. We've got gorgeous views. The yeah. installation is this evening. Andrea's um, theme for the entire year is shine your light because we all have a light within us and we should be sharing that with others and spreading that positive message and just spreading the goodness in the world. Is Mr. Her- Rogers a keynote? Well, actually, the keynote this evening, our installing officer, now is our guest on the podcast today, who actually, up until this point, is still a special guest. The people that are here at the conference have no idea that he's here. So people are like, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'm going to record a podcast. Well, who with? Well, it's our special guest for tonight, but he's a secret. Oh, wow. Yes. So this is like a thing. Well... Tell us a little bit about him before we before we say who he is. Spoiler alert, if you didn't read the, the thing ahead of time, we have NAR president <laughs> Kenny Parcell is going to be here with us in a few moments. Um, he has arrived on site, so we are good there. Yeah. And um, he's going to be talking about his, camp, or his, uh, his presidency this year. He's got the Riding with the Brand campaign. And I do want to talk about it before he gets here. Because I keep hearing realtors talk about the riding with the brand and the tour that's going to be happening this year. Yeah. But they keep calling it riding the brand, not riding with the brand. And those are two very, very different things, friends. So make sure if you're talking about this, you're going to be riding with the brand, riding with the realtor brand, not just riding the brand in and of itself. Tell me more about that. About riding the brand? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, what? Who is saying that? What does that... I have heard... Like, when we've been at conferences and things like that, people are like, oh, yeah, we're riding the brand. And I'm like, 
no, but you're writing with the friend. Like it's, wow. it's been, yeah. it's not, I, I haven't heard it necessarily here because again, we haven't been talking about Kenny being here because again, surprise special guest. But when we were just in Orlando, what I was going to say last month, but I guess that's been a couple of months it ago now. now. Yeah. Time just keeps flying on by. Um, ever since then, I, I heard people at the conference talking about it or going after Leadership Summit where he rolled out the riding with the brand theme and the motorcycle because yeah. there is a Harley Davidson that's up for RPAC auction and you can win it and it's all royal blue and it's realtor branded. Oh, man. And the belt buckles, I expect to see a lot. So Andrea's theme is the shine your light, but every this evening um, she's asked everyone um, to dress as a rainbow. So oh, okay. there's rainbows everywhere. So they can dress in your bright colors, but some of us actually have dresses that have rainbows on them sure. and all of that kind of stuff. So um, it's going to be really interesting seeing all the bright, shiny colors, but mixing it with that, riding the brand and doing all of it, like this meshing of all of the things. Love it. So what's what's been going on lately other than what we're here doing? Have you had anything exciting going on? Probably the one thing that's going on like for me right now, and mm-hmm. it's a weird thing that happens to me just about annually. Yeah. It's around this time of year. You know, I've talked about the fact that I hate winter. Yep. It's too cold. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing. I become a homebody. It's, I just, I don't like it. Yeah. And so I, I think what happens is I start craving outdoor activity. Right? Yeah. And, and I, I've kind of talked last time about how I, I really got into fishing this fall. Yep. Well, around this time every year, and this is going to be the weirdest thing if you know me, I, I start wondering if I want to get into hunting. Oh, which just yeah, Amber just gave me a look. It doesn't make any sense. No, especially not for you. It's a it's a weird thing. But it I mean, happens. I thought fishing was weird, but like hunting's like a whole. Well, so hunting is or fishing is something that I I always thought I had an interest. I, I might have an interest in, and then I did it, and I fell in love. Uh-huh. Right. It was one of those things where I'm like, I think maybe I'd like that, and I just never do it. Right. And then I did it this year, and I fell in love with it. Oh. So I'm worried a little bit that. It might be the same, same way thing. for that. And right. it, like my whole family, like for generations back, I'm like the first generation that didn't do any of this stuff because, right. oh, I was too smart, you mm. know. You're too pretty. Ooh, I went to college, yeah. you know. I I guess I shouldn't hunt. So, um, so here's anyway. Here's my issue for you and hunting in yeah. particular is you just stated how much you hate the cold. Well, and hunting see, and cold usually go hand so in hand. So here's the thing. I don't think that I hate the cold itself. I think I hate that I don't have any activities that I love oh. to do outside okay. when it's cold. I can, and that's what I kind of figured. Like, it's that's weird. Right. But, like, I don't like the cold because the things that I love to do don't happen when it's cold. Right. Okay. Uh, things I love to do outside. Fair I mean. enough. Yeah. yeah. No, so anyway, that's good. That's, yeah. I'm like... Thinking I might experiment with that a little bit in 2023. Experimentation going. Okay. Be a little strange. I'll cry. Yeah. I'll kill something, and it'll be the worst day of my life. Is what I think will happen, but I might be totally wrong. Right. When you were talking about not enjoying the cold outside, yeah, that reminded me that last night we were playing this game, and one of the questions was, "Do you prefer hot vacations or cold vacations?" Which then led me to believe this game could be fun for us to play on our podcast sometime. Ooh. And it would just be a probably a podcast with you and I, and we could even have just a guest, and there's no with this intro part and then the guest. Right. So what Andrea did for her leadership retreat was she took a Jenga, like the Target version of Jenga, yeah. and on each of the pieces she wrote a question, such as uh, hot vacations uh, or cold vacations, or what are your strengths? And then you build the Jenga up, and when you pull the piece out, you have to answer the question. Oh, I love that. I know. And I was just, when you, I was like, also, it might be fun on our podcast to play that. And then actually last night we actually adjusted it because we were enjoying all of these questions and all of this stuff. And everybody started answering each of the questions. It was a lot of fun. 
That's so, really cool. I'm, just I'm saying, all for that. That'd be fun. It yeah. could be fun to do. I like it. All right. I do have one of those things oh, that we didn't bit? know if I was actually going to have one or not, but I got one. You got a book bit? I got a book bit. Do, 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 do. Bobby's book bit. Casey. Okay. So I picked this book. <laughs> it, was a, it was an extra special one, wasn't was it? Good. It was a good one. I liked it. Um, so I picked this book bit based on its title alone, which could get us into trouble. Okay. When Bobby's picking books just based on the title. But the book is called A World Without Email. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a lovely world to it live in? It sounds pretty awesome. It's, okay. Yeah. So it's the, it presents a <laughs> utopia where people engage in their usual professional activities without the use of email. And it talks about how much email has just become a distraction and actually oh, makes yeah. us so much less productive. Um, so the quote, Cal Newport is the author. The quote is, passion comes after you put in the hard work to become excellent at something valuable, not before. In other words, what you do for a living is much less important than how you do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm here for that. I'm, I, like I like that it. quote. All right, so lesson number one, Instant messaging and email can decrease productivity drastically in the workplace. On average, this was this was like stat was like, whoa, on average, a worker checks their email every six minutes. One third of our working day is spent navigating inboxes, and the average worker does an hour and 15 minutes of productive work a day because of all of these other distractions. Um, because the emails and the notifications and getting the little red dots, they become an addiction to mm-hmm. us to a certain extent, which I know is for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah. for some people, um, and that's because we are wired to focus on only one thing at a time. Um, Earl Miller is an MIT neuroscientist, and he's got a quote, and I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, but that we are genetically hardwired to do one thing at a time and do it um, with complete excellence. And he talks about doing similar activities at the same times as complete. Uh, distraction to us and so often we think we can talk on the phone and write an email at the same time but what we'll often discover when we do that is we start typing the words into the email that we were saying on the phone or saying into the phones we were typing out like our brains just aren't wired to do that and yet we like to believe that we're true multitaskers when we're not the second lesson from the book is to improve productivity we need to switch to project project management apps instead of using emails emails are outdated project um and project assigning tools, and they are that way for a reason. They decrease attention span by keeping employees hooked up to a mm-hmm. constantly opened tab. Also, emails get messy and unstructured. It drives my OCD crazy as we just get these weird chains going and other conversations start in the middle of something yeah. else, and you want to go back and find it, and you have no idea where it is. Um, so it talks about like apps like Trello and Workflow are specialized in helping you assign out tasks to people and limiting Even teams these. Works fine. Yeah, teams. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton of mm-hmm. options out there. And then finally, lesson three: people work best when they receive straightforward, coordinated tasks. The problems with emails is that people feel productive um, writing and reading mm-hmm. them when they're not, in fact, productive at. All. Oh my gosh, I love this book bit. This is my favorite book bit that you've had. I, and you know you know that this is my favorite book bit because I have had a practice yeah. for a while now where I only check my email once, maybe twice a day, yeah. which drives both of you insane. But That's why we've taken up to text. I, yeah, because I, I, I won't, I yeah. don't, I, I, and I won't vary from that. Yeah. I think that it emails, and I'm going to take it one step for, further because yeah. this is the next sword that I am so willing to die on. <laughs> Hill. It's a hill that I'm willing to die on. 
It's a sword I'm willing to fall on for the rest of us, okay? You're like me, Here's, I mix metaphors all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Here's the deal. It's not just emails, it's meetings. Y- yes. We have gotten to the point where we are willing to have, I think it was it, COVID made it even worse. We're willing to have a six minute Zoom meeting because just because we can. People are just going to call it. Right. We're going to have a meeting every Monday, and you know, and half the time it's six minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced, and and I've just stopped going. Yeah, I've I've just I, people that host those. Yeah. I send an email. I go, please send me the minutes uh, because you didn't have an agenda. Let's right. be honest, you didn't have an agenda. There aren't going to be any minutes. Yeah. Uh, you just let me know what you guys decided. There's no work being done. You're just meeting so that you can say that you met this week. I won't participate in that. No. I will not interrupt my day so that you can mark something off of your list. I won't do it. That's not the way I run my life. If our agents, if my, and you, you, I know I you hear feel your the passion. Same way. Oh, I feel strongly yes. about it. If I expected my agents to interrupt their day to meet with me for six minutes, just randomly, yeah. without any agenda, without anything really to talk about, mm-hmm. that would be completely offensive to them. Yeah. And I'm not, that's just how it is. Right. And I think that that is industry-wide. I also think that it is just uh, workforce-wide. Mm-hmm. Everybody is doing this. You're hearing about people that are now saying, if it's a meeting with more than 10 people, we're not doing it. And if yeah. it's a meeting that's more than 30 minutes long, we're not doing it. And if it's a meeting that is going to take less than 10 minutes, we're not doing it. And there, there are companies that are putting policies in place. Yeah. Well, what did we do when Michael and I were president of KCRIR and HMLS? We went from monthly meetings of both of mm-hmm. those groups where we didn't often have enough work between each uh, each month do have another meeting. So we went to every other month and we filled those things in. My new role in my new office that we just went to is, what I discovered was we would have these, every other Monday we would have a meeting each staff person's required to put in a weekly report on Friday. Yeah. They would just on Monday read back their Friday report. I was like, I've already read your report. So let's go to once a month yep. meetings and let's make it a training, a coaching, something like that opportunity instead of just doing things to do things. So that's my work, work oh. bit, book bit, whatever it's called. Um, it's I a like world without, <laughs> no, we're just going to change the name. It's fine. Um, a world without email by Cal Newport. Love it. I'm reading that. We need to go get our guest, Kenny Parcell. Do Let's it. Do it. All right. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with our esteemed guest, NAR President Kenny Purcell. Kenny, it is amazing to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So awesome. And uh, what are you here to do today? Something pretty exciting. Big deal uh, installation uh, tonight. So very excited, hanging out with good people, some of the finest in the country. So pleasure to be here. Pretty awesome. Missouri Realtor Prom. And it's rainbow geared. It is rainbow prom tonight. Rainbow prom tonight. Rainbow prom. We're doing it. Bring it all to you. Give us a little, uh, just give us kind of a preview, a verbal preview of what you're going to wear tonight for for (laughs) rainbow prom. Um, Probably for the rainbow prom, just probably the typical either a black suit or a gray suit, because that's what I have in my bag. Did nobody tell you about the rainbow? No, I did not hear anything about the rainbow, so I might need to go over to the mall or something. I apologize. We had a fight with someone the other day. They're like, I didn't know about the rainbow either. But you have an actual legitimate excuse. And we're like, how did you buy your ticket? Because there's like rainbows on everything that's there to buy your ticket. And he's like, my staff person asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Fine. Whatever. All right. 
But we're happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. And actually, just so you know, you are a secret special guest. No one actually knows you're really here yet. So it's been, we've just been keeping it on the down low of the... Oh, very good. I have a face suited for radio, so this works out perfect. <laughs> just go wander the halls. No one knows who you are, but yeah, they do it. know who you are. They'll be like, who's that guy? Yeah. I know that guy. Who's so that for guy? our people who've been living under a rock and have no clue who you are, tell us about... A, first off, your family, because you have one of the most amazing families in real estate. But tell us how you got into real estate, your real estate journey, and why yes. on earth would you want to be an NAR president? Uh, well, first and foremost, I pay the same dues, Bobby, as everyone else. So mm -hmm. I'm no better than any anyone else. But uh, I have a yeah, wife, four kids, two boys, two girls, uh, kind of crazy at my house. But uh, got my real estate license while I was in college, started listing my professor's homes. We referred me to two professors who referred me to two professors, and that was 26 years ago and about 3,200 homes ago. So started out with a full head of hair and now bald as can be. I was going to ask, how many hair follicles have you lost through the years? But no, we Several. covered that. Okay. Yeah, more than you could count, more than the sands of the sea. Okay, but and I do have to ask you that when you tell a little bit of your history, um, you know, before getting into real estate, what you did before, and you always tell a really good college football story that I, I always love hearing. Oh uh, yes, way back when I was a college football player at Brigham Young University, played strong safety, um, and then uh, my college career got ended when I got mono and lost uh, about twenty-five pounds. Took a medical. That's when, mm -hmm. if you're on scholarship, you couldn't work. Since uh, you're on a medical, you could work, which then changed my, changed my trajectory because then I got my real estate license and became a realtor. So, wow. And while I would never want anyone to have mono, mono, I, I actually have a mono story myself. I never. It's hilarious, and yet I'm so happy that it happened because you have made such a difference in our industry and in our society, and we love having you. Well, as you're kind. I bought my first house while I was uh, going into my sophomore year, and. Bought it from a licensee, not a realtor, and I did not know the difference, and so uh, did not have a great experience. So when I saw the little classified ad that said, "Don't be a licensee, be a realtor," there's a difference. It really resonated with me, and that's why I'm so proud of wow. what our brand brand is. Mm -hmm. The brand is you. The brand is us, and we all bring something to the brand. When you say it wasn't a great experience, tell tell us more about that. What was the? Oh well, uh, it's real simple. She, uh, she didn't. Uh, we didn't qualify for a, a ton because as a college uh, student, my wife is getting her MBA and qualified for six homes in the county and the licensee said just, you know i'm so busy i don't want to go show you homes because you don't qualify for much just talk your way in and if you see something you like let me know and so we did and wow so we made an offer on a home and she had it written up as full price i said can we offer less and she was all put out and she goes well then i'll have to rewrite the contract this is before electronic forms so we i ended up filling out half the contract wrote the offer, got it accepted, no seller's disclosure, no home warranty, no walkthrough, and the uh, sellers gutted the home. So they took the good white refrigerator that worked and replaced it by the lime green one, kitchen cabinets taken, garage door taken, air conditioner taken. So when I called her, I said, hey, we have a problem. She goes, no, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I've already been paid. Good luck. And so for the first six months, we lived out of a little camping cooler where I'd take ice from the training room and bring it home just to keep our food cold. So that's incredible what a like horrible horrible story but also uh, i mean how clear is it that we take the realtor brand for granted and the fact that we're a member you know the fact that we don't allow people to be like that ideally yeah you know we've got a code that prevents that it's it's yeah, amazing so that's why i think i'm so sold on writing yeah. with the brand 
and why the brand matters. I, wow. I, I, I know you all, and we're just good people. How many buyers, you know, a seller takes something or something. We just always do the right thing. We do the right thing for the person. And so that's why I'm so special and why it's such a, we're such an honorable profession. It's, uh, I know there's a lot of lawsuits going on, especially one here in Missouri, but it is an honorable profession. We're the first to go to home, first to go to work, last to come home, and last to get paid. I don't know what's more American That's than right. that. So, and uh, we always do the right thing for people. Well, speaking of the brand, Bobby and I were kind of talking. It sounds like there's a little miscommunication somewhere along the line. But you've got a theme this year. Tell us about the theme. Tell us about the inspiration for the theme, and. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the inspiration. I'm not a big theme person, but uh, as you know, you start to move through the chairs and liaisons of the National Association, and then you get elected. You start to think, what is, it, what do you want it to look like? And for me, it was just what the brand is. Uh, you know, established in 1908, and it's not riding for the brand. In the old cowboy world, you rode for a brand, you'd sign on to an outfit and you worked hard as if it was your own, but it's not for, it's with, because the brand is us and the brand is you, and we all bring something to the brand. And so with means we're traveling with, we're not doing something for somebody, we are with the brand. And so yeah. it's just been a fun uh, to see the membership really get behind it. To see that with yeah. is important. I know. With we, is we, very important. There's some people who keep saying they're writing the brand as opposed to writing with the brand, and we're like, those are two very different things, so be very clear on what you're doing. Um, as a part of your writing with the brand, you are doing a national tour, which is very exciting, and people are really looking forward to seeing the bus. Is this something that national presidents uh, normally do? And uh, No, I think every national president kind of has a vision for whatever they want to do. But for me, it was uh, sometimes we have the consumer advocacy campaign that we all pay into, and we go out and market to consumers. But sometimes we forget to market to our own clients. Um, and we get to market to our own customers and really that was the vision is go back to the average member on the street and say you are part of something bigger than yourself and it has been incredible we started off in Philadelphia with Realtor Party Training Conference we then did it at Triple Play which is Pennsylvania, New York and New Jersey and last week we were in uh, Chase Field in Arizona and it was simply remarkable to have People that had just knew in the business that said I never understood really that I was part of something and then it was part of fun to people that say I've been in the business for 31 years I have 600 agents I've never come to anything I've never felt part of anything I do now and we are part of something much bigger than ourselves and so that's that's been really fun well, that was the one thing that I really noticed was, yes, you were at Realtor Party Training, but those were already, you know, the, the people that are really, really dialed in. And even, you know, to a certain extent, the people that go to Triple Play, though they do get some people, it was really last week's post while you were in Arizona that I really started noticing so many people on both ends of the spectrum, people I've never seen before or heard before just talking about this event and how exciting and wonderful it was, and then those people that are veterans in the industry for forever. So already we're in a couple weeks into January and we're already touching people that I would have never guessed you may or may not have been able to touch by doing this simple act of going to the people. Yeah, so that, I mean, that, Bobby, that was the vision behind it was just to go to the everyday member on the street, not just the people that come to all the NAR conferences or the Missouri conferences or, the, you know, Kansas City, you know, come hang out with Kip Cooper, but it was really to come and say, oh my gosh, I, I finally get it. And it's been literally hundreds of people now that have come forward and say, with tears in their eyes and say, when I see the commercial, I never coordinate, correlated that that was me. I now understand I'm something far bigger. I'm bigger than XYZ 
real estate company or a national franchise, I am part of 1.6 million people that are out there pro fighting for pri private property rights and doing the right thing. Yeah. So it's pretty special. Yeah. It, it it's one of those things where whenever we sit in committee meetings, no matter where at the national level, all the way down to the local level, the one thing that, you know, what we want to achieve over the next year is always better engagement with our people. And yet when we look at the activities and the things we do year over year, we're not changing on how we're engaging with the people. We kind of expect them to change how they engage with us. But we have to change our behavior. We have to go to where they are. When we ask most of us how we ever got involved, it's because someone asked us. Someone saw something in us and said, you'd be really good on a committee. You'd be here. And yet, if we're not going to the people and asking them, how are we going to ever expect them to get involved or engage with That's us right. in any way? Correct. We're more than just somebody in Chicago or D.C. Uh, we'll be back here for the Broker Summit in April. And the reason why I was so set on Missouri and Kansas City specifically is because of the lawsuits that are going on here. That To actually come to your members and say, look, here's your value proposition. This is what we do. It's an honorable profession. Use buyer's agency. Be worthy of what you charge. Nobody wants to pay for something they don't get. And mm -hmm. so for that's our, that's our value. And so that's why, that's why we're coming back in April and we're going to throw on a big party and uh, help your people that are here locally and other people across the country to say, wow, this is, I'm bigger, I'm part of something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. I love it. So you're going to be in Kansas City again in April. You were in Kansas City not long ago for our RPAC auction event, and I believe you were both on the winning and the losing team of that softball game. Yeah. That's kind of the kind of how it works. I've still been icing my quads and my hamstrings since then. So I feel so bad. <laughs> I, I slid one time, and I, I could kind of feel that things were going bad, so I made sure everybody saw that I broke skin and that I was a little <laughs> bit bloody on my uh, It was super fun. I was, uh, for the people who listen, we came out to the softball game and had a great time. So sometimes, you, sometimes you realize uh, you were much better – you're you're not as good as you once were so um that's kind of how i felt about you were pretty you were the star of our team well in the outfield multiple times well the better so. the, the better i the better i've been is what, how, how do you say that uh the longer it's been, the better I was. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. there you go. Well, we're glad that you continue to be a, a guest here, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in April. Tell us more for people that aren't aware of what the Broker Summit is, of which I'm sure we have plenty of listeners who aren't. Can you tell us a little bit more about that event and, and what it is historically and uh, what else they can expect to get out of it? Yeah, so we'll do Broker Summits throughout the country, and every president gets to pick a location. They've been all over, all over for a long time, and uh, it's a way that for the brokers to come and get educated this specifically on broker issues and you never want to put on an event that you don't want to tie your name to it and so far we're hitting 100% on anything we've ever done and I intend to do that as well with our team um, we're going to give a good show uh, I love your AE I love your government affairs directors I love your staff and I think you all have a special recipe here to put on something that not just your local brokers but national brokers can come network it's uh just because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean that politics won't take an interest in you and sometimes you know if you don't want to take an interest in NAR or what's going on doesn't mean that NAR won't take an interest in you and so this is an opportunity especially for the brokers that are local you don't have to pay for travel. You don't have to pay for a hotel. Come, register, and let's give you the best bang for your buck and make it worth your time. Awesome. 
So you got into politics just now, speaking a little bit about what we got going on here in Kansas City. You also mentioned the Broker Summit, one of the events. Another event that a president gets to choose the location that is coming up before that is going to be President Circle in Cancun. Woo. Woo we talked about it on our very last podcast. We had Sydney West with us then. Any special surprises that you, this doesn't come out till February 8th. So any special surprises or anything you want to tell people about to be looking forward to that are going to be heading down to President Circle because we're super uh, excited. Well, the thing is, like, the hall talk. For speakers? That's or? the hall that's talk I keep want. getting is, like, we, need we don't know who the speakers are. The speakers I keep are. hearing people talk about it. So, but you may not be able to release those things. No, but if you can um, give us any sorts of things to look forward to in Cancun other than. Uh, no, going back time. to everything that we always try to do that we don't want to put a put our name attached to an event unless it's really really good we're we're negotiating with some of the best speakers for the, that's worth your time that you're not here's the thing realtors like to eat and realtors like to drink and so cancun's <laughs> going to check all those boxes uh but we we're gonna we want to have enough speakers quality enough speakers that people want to leave the pool and the beach to come listen and so I think we have some pretty three or four pretty dynamic folks. Well, and I think that's what was kind of amazing to me is because realtors like to drink, realtors like to eat. And so the fact that I keep hearing all of this talk of like, I'm so excited for them to release who the speakers are going to be was kind of like, last oh, year we're was be... amazing and, and I was... missed it. I know. I couldn't come. I can still Margo tell you how amazing like it was. It was so good. Yeah, we, we have a fun event. We're going to have a cornhole tournament because yes. realtors like to compete. We're going to have the name that tune uh, like we did it realtor party training but you get to pick your t people and we're gonna have some fun prizes and so good times. Uh, it's just a good time the very best people I know are realtors and yep. uh, this industry has been a huge blessing to my life my friendships have, that I've made I get more business from incoming people coming to Utah and outgoing that I can refer people it's just been an incredible the more I've given to this association the more I've received yeah that's what you know I, I always talk about um, is that when I lost my, my mom to suicide, I questioned how I could stay in an industry that had taken so much from me. And what I realized is that I was a part of an industry that had given so much to me. And that's why I stay. That's, it literally has changed every bit and every piece of my life. And I wouldn't be the human being that I am today if I were not a realtor and I was not a part of our realtor associations. And I am so very, very thankful for all of those changes that have happened in my life. And I've seen even just in the last few years that you and I have gotten closer, the changes that have happened mm -hmm. in your life and it's it's because of our amazing national association that flows down to the states and to the locals and all the amazing things you do um for our listeners that are not involved even with the local association what what sales pitch what ask can you make to them on why they need to call kip up and say give me a position yeah so i think we're not governed by the majority we're governed by the majority that participates and so you know you can spend all the money for people to go uh, to go vote, but if they don't go vote, it doesn't matter. And it's the same within your local and state and national association. Uh, we need your participation. I would, to the people that are listening, I would say get involved. Go get on something you have a passion for. Don't go serve on a committee that you have no desire of being there. Why? Because you're not going to win. You're not going to play well because you have no passion for it. If you like insurance, get on insurance. If you like pro standards, get on pro standards. Don't go play somewhere you don't want to play. But once you get involved and you start to give back and you can start to create change, you start to feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. And it's been that way on the local, state, and even national uh, for me to just see that, you know, I had a little bit of a fingerprint on lowering the FHA mortgage insurance premium in 2015. And uh, here's just a little guy from Utah that had some kind of national impact 
And why does that matter? Well, it put two million more renters in the marketplace. It saved the first time home buyer $900 a year. And you start to see those things moving down the field and it's like, it's not Republican, it's not Democrat. We protect private property rights. We do things for the single mom, the military vet that they can't do for themselves. And that's why the people that sacrifice so much of their time and talents is so special. And so why I always get teary eyed around people that that they are doing things for this country behind the scenes and it's it's pretty special. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to ask you to take off your president's hat for a moment, put on your realtor hat, which is one and the same. Um, for newer realtors, people that have not been through a shift or a changing market before, what sort of advice do you have for realtors heading into this year of uncertainty? Yeah, so I think a smooth sea never made for a skilled sailor. Ooh. And so it's been a pretty calm seas for the last couple of years, pretty easy to um, make a living per se. Uh, we have some rough seas ahead. We have inflation, we have interest rates, we have affordable housing. 26% uh, of our buyers now are first time home buyers, down from 38%. Uh, I think if I was to challenge anybody, and this goes for the old seasoned agent like myself, I would challenge you to be better today than you were yesterday and be better tomorrow than you were today be improving, always be the master of your craft, be that person. There's always business out there. You're just gonna have to work a little harder, be a little bit more disciplined and be worthy of what you charge and go get it. I like it. Love it. My just kids let are- everybody needs to hear it. Right. Yeah, my kids are hungry year round, so. Um, <laughs> I will Crazy, tell you so are mine. It's weird, right? Now, th this week, it just seems like spring hit Kansas City a little bit early. Mm -hmm. It seems like we're on fire already again. And I'm glad that you brought up inventory and first-time homebuyers being at the the uh, lowest percentage that they've been at in a, in a long time, at least. And it's uh, it's wild. We're already seeing multiple offers. We're already seeing people having to go way above ask in order. To, and they're, it, it's going to be just as wild as it was last year. Not as many buyers. Right. But it's still going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, we need more inventory. Yep. It's tough. And as someone who's about to put her own personal home on the market because she already bought a house, I am super excited to hear everything's picking right back oh, up it where is. it left off. It is. I think everybody should uh, try to sell their own property every once in a while so they have a little bit more empathy for their seller or their Absolutely. buyer. And so you, I think kindness goes a long way. Pausing a little bit more and be a little bit more grateful for what we do have and not focus on what we don't have. Yeah. We still have things pretty good. We're not uh, having drone attacks uh, like Ukraine or yeah. uh, things could be much worse. And so uh, I think focus on what we do have and then be disciplined. Um, I always tell people don't uh, hit the snooze button. Why? Because if you're hitting the snooze button, you're already losing the day. You're losing out to the snooze button. Yep. That alarm goes off. You get up and you go get after it. And you've, for some people that aren't morning people, you've already won the day. So I think you always get good at doing hard things. If you yep. do hard things, your life will become easy. If you only do, uh, you get good doing hard things and, you, and your life will be blessed. That's the lesson I'm trying to teach my 10-year-old son right now is teach him some grit, teach him how to do hard things and that life just isn't handed to him. And it's Yeah, I mean, kids are, kids are like water. They take the path of least resistance. Yeah. And I think sometimes as adults, we do the same sometimes. So it's good to sometimes push yourself to do hard things. Yeah. Um, my last question that I always have, because we want to be very respectful of your time and the amount of time we've asked from you today is, but the last question I ask all of my guests is, what else? What else should we have asked you? What else should we be talking about? What else do you want our listeners to know about you? Or Yeah, I think anything. if for any listeners, just know that you have uh, somebody that's not a paperweight president, that I'm out hustling for the business every day. Um, I didn't come from a bunch of wealth. Uh, 
and so I'm just out doing. I'm in the I'm in the trenches with you. And the second thing is feel comfortable to reach out to me if there's something I could do for you. Uh, it's Kenny at KennyParcel.com. Reach out and uh, I'll try. I'll always respond back. Uh, I'm never too busy to try to answer something. Uh, my new time is 3 a.m. That's my new time of getting up just trying to sleep faster and get more out of my day. And so mm-hmm. if, if there's something that you all need, don't feel, you know, if you have a great idea, bring it to us. Not all the best ideas are the ones I come up with by all means. Uh, just ask my kids. They'll tell you. <laughs> um, so if you have some ideas, let's, we're in it together. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Love it. And I will say you've always been one of the most accessible leaders that we've ever had. You just, you, it doesn't matter who someone is what letters are behind their name, what office they're associated with, who they know. You care about each and every one of our members, and you make us feel so important. Well, you're kind of making me tear up. So no, but I, I'm, I'm very genuine that there's a handful of leaders that since I was a nobody from a 240-member association, first started getting involved with the National Association, no one should have known who I was. But there's a small handful of leaders such as yourself who always took time to notice me and ask me how I was doing and what they could do for me. And that will never, ever be forgotten because it's a part of who I am today. And so I just genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, and I'm going to try not to cry because I've already almost done that a couple times today. <laughs> Seriously, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just excited. A special night tonight. Yep. So I'm excited to be here and uh, I'll... Uh, I'll bust tables or do whatever needs to be done tonight. I keep telling staff the same thing. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And I'm like, please let me help you. And yesterday one finally goes, could you go find me some rubber bands? Yes, I'm happy to go find, like, <laughs> like give me a mission. I'm happy to do it. Thank you so much for being with us, Kenny. We appreciate you. And we're looking forward to tonight. Well, I love you guys. Love you. Thanks, Kenny.